Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey deeper conversations always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story i'm your host marcel swally that dude no you don't have to save my life this is not a hostage video look at this background i know y'all like what what the hell wally at right now i ain't far but i ain't close man we chilling man celebrating life a little bit i will give y'all that fresh background but uh, you know i'm not so technology uh, you know technologically sound with my equipment <laughs> now let me stop. It's beautiful out here. Having a great time, man. I need a sip of margarita, but I'm not. I'm about to get into these topics with y'all. We're going to have some fun today. Some spice in this show today. But you know how we start off every show. What's up with that dude? Well, obviously, um, I'm not at the crib right now, but I'll be there real soon. Like, yeah, yeah. This is only a, a quick in and outer. Uh, I got to get some work in to celebrate. Uh, and then at the same time, show up for you guys. So y'all so at the bottom, projecttransition.org. Is it supposed to be this way? Something like that? Yeah, please keep sending in those donations, man. I'm seeing it every single day. Recurring donations, can't lie, are the best because then I know we have your constant support of the community. Help these kids discover and develop that inner power, right? And then amplify it for the world to see, unlock that potential. So let's make sure we're helping out in any way we can. If you don't have the dollars, you don't have the cents, hey, it's okay. Make sure you put your email down there as well. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, leave your email. You're still part of the team supporting the community. All right, y'all, what else is going on, man? Oh, I got to rep this shirt right here. Y'all see this right here? <laughs> Phil Belichick. That's right. It's your boy, man. Look at me living in the past. We won the championship this summer. I can't be bad. I had to wear this today. It's hot as hell out here. So I got to make sure I absorb this sweat, but uh, don't have my normal never shut up and all that stuff on. But I do have my normal list of topics. Let's get it going with Deion Sanders right now, who said it's personal. 
this weekend against Colorado State. Now, why did he say that? Well, head coach Jay Norvell of Colorado State went out there and um, start flapping those gums as they do uh, when you start to see that you're going against a formidable opponent. Sometimes you get shook. Sometimes you say, what's up? Sometimes you stay silent and just show up. But in this situation, decided to have a little chatter at not even the team, not even Colorado, not even the success, not even some of the things they need to work on, um, how he's going to exploit them. No, nah. he decided to just take a shot at the coach. Why take a shot at the coach? Because the coach right now got all the shine. So why not take a shot at coach and uh, get some of that shine yourself? You know how it goes. Clout chasing, as they say. So Jay Navarro took the jab at Deion Sanders doing his weekly radio show, criticizing Dion for wearing his hat and sunglasses during interviews. You know you're a baby, a big old ass baby when that's where you gotta go to try to clown somebody. So Norvell mentioned that he removes his hat and glasses when talking to adults, implying a lack of professionalism in Sanders' appearance, all right? So then Dion called wind of that and was like, whoa, wait a second. I'm going to make it clear right now. I heard what you said. So uh, our game that was going to just be a game, fun game, is now a personal game due to those remarks. So then he expressed he was surprised that Jay Navarro would actually go there and uh, emphasize that his team doesn't usually engage in such discussions and suggesting it was just going to be a good game, a fun game. But now since you want to talk about me, you know how my players going to take that. They're going to take that to heart. And it got personal. So we know Dion wears his sunglasses. He wears his hat. That's his signature style. You know, a Tom Landry wears his hat. Would you go to Tom Landry and say, hey, this press conference, can you take that hat off? I don't know if Tom Landry took the hat off. Never saw Tom Landry without that hat, etc. So Dion was like, look, quote, I'm a grown man, big dog. And I'm not going to change who I am. In this respect, like one, it's so petty to even try to get cosmetic with the aesthetics. But two, who the hell you think you're talking to, dog? Like, where your stripes at to tell me what to do and how to do it? So he's going to use that as motivation, obviously, to get these boys going. Now, according to Vegas, he doesn't need the motivation right now. 23 and a half point favorites. And we know that they are supposed to win this game. And they're probably going to win this game by even more than that. Now, that's just how the game goes. So... I took from this, man, like the two R's in this situation, uh, how ritualistic this sounds and the respect that is not in this conversation from Jay Norvell to Deion Sanders. All right. So ritualistic, um, just because we all know that the psychological roots of football is militaristic, right? And so that culture always shows his face and it tries to reinforce those values of that culture to military on the game but especially on the sidelines through the sidelines through coaches right through that mindset right all you see is everyone's supposed to be uniform everybody's supposed to go out there and show the deepest respect for the game but what the game has learned over the years is you got to respect the players as well as they're going to exercise uniqueness and be different in how they show respect so there used to be a day where everybody on the team is saying yes coach no coach and it used to be a day where everybody looked the exact same same socks same uniform and then you started to see the flair exists. Some guy will wear wristbands, right? Flexing. 
you know, there was a time when you look at him like, why are you wearing a towel? Take that towel. Coaches used to say, what you wearing that towel for? Take that towel out. You don't need that towel. What you doing? It ain't raining out here. You're like, no, I'm trying to look fresh. <laughs> Is that disrespectful to try to feel good, look good, be who you are? And he was like, oh, no, no, you should just here to play the game. So they try to always squeeze you into this box. And then people started to realize, oh, the only box that really exists is no box, right? Be who you are as long as you get it done. And that's what Dion is basically wanting to say. And he going to say it when they play Colorado State. He's like, I'm just going to get it done. It doesn't matter how I look doing it. Yeah, the gold chains. You, what, are you going to say something about that too? Okay. You're going to say, oh, the fact that you're wearing your sunglasses, you got your hat on, you got your gold chains on. Dog, what's my record? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, so you look the part, but you ain't the part. That's what we're going to do right now. So it comes down to how ritualistic the game is. It's always an etiquette to football. Football's always been, you know, every sport has it. Some sports are really still holding on to it. You know, golf really holds on to it and kind of looks at you sideways when you're not respecting it. Tennis has a little looser culture than golf, but still closer to golf than it is the NBA, than it is football, right? So you can see all that happening, but just so silly to be all caught up in the symbolism of somebody's actions when the reality, hey, we in the eat what you kill sport, right? We in a result-based business. So why are you tripping on how it looks? How it gets matters more. And also the respect. Um, Jay is never uttering his lips to say this to any coach that he really respects. Say that again. He's never going to say this to somebody he respects because he'll know how silly this sounds. He'll be like, I respect them because of what they do and what their work is. So therefore, who cares what they're wearing? Uh huh. But since he doesn't respect Dion, all of a sudden he starts looking. Can't beat up the record. Oh, you look at this fool. Look at this dude. Look at him. He can't even take his hat off. Look at this nut. Look at this guy. Can't even take his glasses off. That's what you start to do with people you don't respect, right? You start slicing them down on pettiness because you don't respect them. When you respect them, you overlook those things because you know there's something deeper that they're doing that you actually salute. There's nothing deep about what he's doing, according to Jay Neville, that he doesn't see in Dion that he fully respects. Now, he's going to probably try to walk all this back after the game, you know, after he get the beat down. They're going to be like, oh, you know, it's just, hey, it's just how you get into it. It was just a battle talk. Point being, Jay, get better, do better, right? And then nobody cares if you're wearing a sweater or not, if you got on a polo or not. Like, all oh, that stuff is stupid. It was like that even in like business culture. Remember the day when you had to wear your suit to work and get your work done and all? Then they start, man, who was it? I think it was, yeah, I think it was Facebook was the first one. They were like, man, wear whatever. I don't give a t-shirt and khakis. I don't care. T-shirt and jeans. Show up. Just get us paid. <laughs> Just get the money. So in this situation... I think it was silly. And for y'all who's like, ooh, he gave him bulletin board material. No, um, I don't believe in bulletin board material. I think they were going to mop this team before already. They're going to mop them down. You can say even more, but they were going to mop them regardless because they know they got a gauntlet of a schedule coming up. They still got UCLA, still got USC. They still got Oregon. They still got Utah. They got some real boys on their team, on their schedule, I should say. So they got to go mop out these teams like this. But why is it not bulletin board material? Weren't you going to knock the dog snot out of them before these comments? 
And if you were, then how's this bulletin board material? But if you weren't, then it was. So anybody ever says, this is bulletin board material, I always look at them like, oh, so you weren't going to go a hundred before. You weren't going to go kill it before. You are just going to go out there and wound it. Catch that? So yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the score of this one. So do you think these kind of comments impact the dynamic of sports rivalries and matchups? Like, how do you feel? You think this is bulletin board material? You ain't got to trust me. Or do you think it's not? And how should athletes and coaches react when faced with criticism in their sports industry? I think Deion took the high road. Why? Because he know everybody going to take shots at him right now. He's just like, dude, I've been used to this since I was a little kid, man, since I was an itty bitty. And more importantly, uh, I ain't got time to slow down for you haters. All right, what I always say, I always say, um, I, ain't, I don't engage with haters, not because they're not worth it. It's just because I don't want to give them my energy, right? I got to give my energy to where I want to go. And I don't want to go into negativity and I don't want to go where the haters go. So Deion Sanders took the high road. We'll see how that plays out. Get it at Galpin. I don't know why that's in my head. <laughs> Anybody in LA knows like, damn, I heard that before. Look right here. I think it's right here. Projecttransition.org. Projecttransition.org. Leave a recurring donation. Yes, support the community. Support these kids that are trying to discover their inner power so we can help them amplify it. Come on, y'all. Let's help them out. Recurring donation. Projecttransition.org. I don't care the amount. The lowest amount possible. Please just support them or give a donation or... Just leave your email. That's how we roll. Now, let's talk about Stefan Diggs, who called out a reporter who insulted his character because during a media gathering, Maddie Glab, oh, Maddie was out there glabbing, right? And made comments about Stefan Diggs on a hot mic. So y'all know what a hot mic is. Like, oh, the microphone's here. You think it's off, but it's hot. It's actually on. Uh-oh. So you know how it goes. Group text. I tell everybody, if everyone's group texts were made public, no one would have a job. <laughs> Everybody fired. My group text is, what's after R rating? X. What's after X? Like double X, triple X, and then oh, 26 X. <laughs> like whatever. Hey, I don't give a damn. Like, I'm like, hey, I'll show you mine. Show me yours, though. You got to protect the guilty because goodness. But anyway, she got caught slipping on the hot mic. That's what happens when you show your reel. Uh, she expressed frustration saying that, quote, there's no control over Stefan Diggs. And claimed he'll look in my face and say, F you. This, that's how he treats everybody. Okay. <sighs> I know she didn't mean it like that, control, but she meant it like that, control. Like, <laughs> look how these guys get objectified. Like, they become like objects. Look, I mean, I'm saying these guys because I used to be one of them. But damn, they looking at you, not, not like meat, but like, inanimate like you just heartless just hey do what i need done because i need to do it or else stefan Diggs, you can't control him wow who can you control can you control your mouth with them hot mics around you maddie so that's the thing about it so after the comments were picked up by the hot mic got some attention maddie glad issued of course the apology uh like i tell my wife all the time stop saying sorry so much and just stop doing it <laughs> same here 
but I do not like apologizing. So I actually try to commit as few infractions as possible. I try. But the point is, stop saying sorry. Especially when, when somebody will say, like, the hot mic caught what I really feel about this fool. Yeah, I can't control him. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't control him. I'm not sorry I said it. I'm sorry I can't control him. Keep it real, right? So she took ownership of her remarks, blah, blah, blah. Express, express regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that Diggs has a unique relationship with the video department, which influenced her comments. Mm, she tried to go that road. Like, are we so cool that I said it like that because it's kind of... A little tongue-in-cheek, a little playful. They're like, it's Stefan, come on. I don't know about that. All right, so anyway, Stefan Diggs uh, heard about the situation. Then he went to X uh, and start Xing. Uh, and he expressed his displeasure with the comments, calling him hurtful and insulting to his character. Okay. I'm not pushing back on that. Um, but Stefan's a big boy. Stefan's been through it. Stefan's a beast. Um... I don't know. This doesn't sound hurtful to me. It's just like, oh, well, now I know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, more, like it doesn't hurt me. It's just like, oh. But duh, because I already know the media. And duh, you just show me your cards. And duh, like, a lion that roars is not scaring me because I'm already like, yo, you're a lion. I know you're going to roar. And hopefully, I'm not scared because I'm in a safe enough distance, yes, man, where you ain't going to get to me, right? And I hope that him and Maddie weren't close enough where this really hurt him. I hope not. I hope he didn't think that about the media because why are they your friends in the first place? Uh, maybe I'm going too deep with this, but we'll see because I ain't done with this one. Um, so Diggs asked for understanding that athletes are humans too. And sometimes media can perpetuate preconceived notions. Preach there. I know that's real. And then as of the article that was published, he had no response to her apology, right? But he was just saying that her initially her comments were hurtful. Okay, let me tell you this. Because look, if they hurt Stefan, they hurt Stefan. Who am I to say he didn't get hurt by them? But ain't nobody going to say something about me and make me feel like that because I know what their job is. I know what they're really trying to do, right? So I can't let them in that door because that door ain't going to ever be open. That's how I'm thinking. So media has a self-interest. We got to understand that no matter what side of the fence you're on. If you're the viewer watching it through the media, if you're the media member, you have a self-interest. Admit it. Admit it. And... If you're the one that they're covering, know that who's covering you has a self-interest. We're going to start there. And the humans that got to broadcast this message that's purported as being objective mass communication, we're objectively doing this, is flawed because there's a human doing it, right? Let me give it to you like this. So the media favors who they like. And that's what corrupts media because media will find a media darling. You've heard that word before. And when you find a media darling, it forces a culture to those who are being reported on to either kiss the media's ass or you don't get fair reporting. That's how the game goes. So if you don't want to kiss this ass, you won't get the fair reporting. That's how the game goes. Um, so if you're Stefan Diggs, you got to already know walking in, giving the teacher an apple every single day, giving the media the fake smile or whatever it may be. Hey, bro, 
they still going to do what they want to do because they want to, as Maddie said, control you. Why do they want to control you? They want to make sure you're giving them what they need so they can get what they want. That relationship is never going to change. So what you got to understand is be yourself. And being yourself means you're a big boy, big girl. And that means you got big shoulders. That means they're going to throw stuff your way and it's going to bounce off of you. Why? Because it doesn't matter. They are going out for themselves and trying to paint the picture and paint your picture that you did this. That's what the media does. So in a situation where the media is supposed to just, hey, shine a light, be a megaphone to all things. What really happens is they they speak louder for things that they like and then they get a little more silent, mute for things that they don't like. And the worst case scenario is when they actually will misperceive things, not lie, but misperceive things, right? Things are in the balance. They would shift them this way to the negative to make sure that it lands on you because that's their self-interest in play. So we look at media now, you can see, ah, oh, this is left-leaning, ah, oh, this is right-leaning. And then you're like, why are they leaning? Well, they're just taking something in balance and shifting it to their perception, shifting it to where they want it to go. And in situations like this, they just get caught slipping, right? She just got caught slipping. She's basically like, we can't get him to do what we want him to do. We can't get him to get in here anytime, you know? Oh, really? Because he's a person? Can they get you anytime? Can your news outlet anytime they want, 24-7, just get you wherever you want to go? Yeah, 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 because I'm getting paid. No, 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 no. There's pushback, right? Because you're a real person. Same with him. And that's what's crazy. When you show him your real colors, and hopefully you did from day one, if you show him your real colors, then they're going to be like, oh, excuse me, that's who you are. That's what it's about, right? No, it's a relationship. I'm not doing everything. My friends call me all the time. I ain't doing all that. I ain't hanging all the time. No, I ain't going to Soho House tonight again. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And then all of a sudden they got something to say about it. Come on, man. It's a real relationship. I was blessed. Not because uh, the media took care of me and I was a media darling. All that happened. You know how it happened? Because I was myself. So from hello, I would say yes, yes, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. But it was all done from me. So therefore, when you push back at me, all right. <laughs> if I don't want to do something and you try to make me feel bad for not wanting to do it, why do I feel bad? I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't care. So I got a little pushback for Stefan in terms of, look, I think he's pouring a syrup on it right now just so he can get, you know, you get the favor right now and you get the sympathy card. I get it because I know you ain't really hurtful, I hope. But point being... It does reset like the tone of the media. Hey, calm down if you pour a little extra syrup on this. But the real is, Stefan, man, just keep balling it. You can't please all these people. So why are you even trying? And two, Maddie, we already know. Ain't nobody stupid. <laughs> all these smiles. You ever see a reporter when they do the locker room interviews? That's how you know how fake this stuff is. They do the locker room interview. Watch every single time. It's the same time. So, Stefan, amazing game, 100 plus receiving yards. Um, just tell me how you felt out there today. As soon as they go to the mic, they go like this. He ain't even said nothing. <laughs> they like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Every three words. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Dog, if you were really talking to a person, you'd be like, man, amazing game. Look great out there. I know you're prepared. It showed on the field. Tell me how you feel. And you just listen. But you know what you're doing? 
All this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're really cool. Oh my God, every word. Cliffhanger again. I love this guy. And man, we need to just burst that bubble. And hopefully then things will get realer, things will get better. All right, so you tell me, uh, what's your response to this story with Maddie Glab in the media? And then also, obviously she's in the wrong, but she's also in the right because she finally said the real, but she said the real and got caught saying it. So that apology missed me with that. And um, how do you think we could get better relationships, better, more respectful relationships, constructive criticism relationships in the media and its players? Because I think, hey, the media has a necessary job. Look, I'm in the media still. But the point is, ah, miss me with the BS from both sides. Like the players, y'all ain't got to fake it. And then media, stop. It, it shouldn't even take a hot mic to expose you because the hot mic should just show more of what we already know of you. It should be who you already are. But when it exposes you, that lets you know how this whole thing is fake. Oh, man. ProjectTransition.org. Yep, I'm going to say it every single segment. Why? Because it matters all the time, man. Help these kids develop and discover that inner power. We all got the inner power. Forget what's going on on the outside world. You want it out there? Go in here and get it. That's where the God is, right? So we help these kids discover that inner power and then amplify it for the world to see so they can unlock their true potential. Come on, man. Got to be in support of that. So leave your email. And if you are so inclined, leave a recurring donation right there or a one-time donation to support the itty bitties in the community all right let's talk about stephen a smith how he supported shannon sharp in his departure from undisputed and fs1 now as it was reported worldwide that shannon sharp reached a buyout and left fs1 undisputed right and it was perceived as oh shannon sharp Skip Bayless, no more. Shannon's done with it, fed up, whatever it may be. That's how it was initially reported. And um, now it's being reported differently. Uh, I've been walking you guys through these steps of this situation, uh, really just for educational purposes. Um, you know, all parties involved, I love. Um, but like I tell you, the people I love the most are the people I talk about the most because those are the people I want to give energy to. And I always will side on truth, right? Well, my friends, ask them. These guys, ask them. I'm going to tell the truth. So when I first read the reports, I thought it was a little peculiar that uh, one day that Shannon Sharp would leave FS1 Undisputed right after the NBA Finals ends. I was like, but you know me, I ain't gonna never speak out of term, do my homework, etc. I'll protect the guilty. But at the same time, just like, that's just not how the game goes. Now, whatever, I'm learning a new part of the game. Or, I'm right, that's how the game goes. Okay, so now Stephen A. Smith has said, quote unquote, that Shannon Sharp was pushed out of FS1 and Undisputed. So let's talk through this because they're now together on First Take. The new era of First Take has Shannon and Stephen A. Smith every Monday and Tuesday, right? So initially, we all thought that he left Undisputed on his own terms. After a bunch of those on-air clashes that we saw, everybody saw the writing on the wall to some degree. Like, I don't know. This is affecting this show to some degree because y'all don't seem like y'all is as happy as you used to be. Well, Stephen A. Smith kind of cleared this up. Not totally, but he cleared it up and gave a different perspective when he went on Joe Button's podcast. All right. So Stephen A. Smith alleged that Shannon Sharp was pushed out. 
uh, undisputed by Skip Bayless. Yeah. He claimed that Sharp didn't want to leave and was informed that his services would no longer be needed. So he mentioned that it's Shannon Sharp's story to tell, but he felt compared to share what he knows and consider it as facts. Okay, let me pause right here. I'm in the same boat as Stephen A. Smith in some respect. Like, this is Shannon's story to tell fully, but let's not dance around the fact that there's something to tell, something to share, but it's not mine to share, you know? It's kind of like, <laughs> like in high school when you see somebody and you, you see the homeboy and you're like, oh... You see the girl. Remember those days when you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell them that they cheated. And then you're like, yeah, that's not for me to tell. But it is for me to tell. But every time you tell it, what happens? They blow up on you. <laughs> you'd be like, why are you mad at me? I'm just telling you what I saw or heard. They'd be mad at you, right? You'd be like, And they still with them. And you'd be like, why well, do that? So it kind of feels a little bit like that. But let's get back on track with this because this is deep, y'all. So he talked about the situation. He related it to his experience back in 2009 when he was let go, right? Emphasizing the understandings that he had of feeling like your career was going to die. So you remember when Stephen A. Smith was let go by ESPN and he felt like he needed somebody to throw him a life raft. And that's why he threw Shannon this life raft because he's been in that position before. But when it happened to him in 2009, there was no Stephen A. Smith, big bro on the block to look out for him. Ah, so he said, I'm gonna look out for Shannon. Ah. And it's interesting because I caught wind of this, not only because when it first happened, I was like, okay. Because I know how I left Fox and FS1, and I know how they'll put forth a lot of effort to keep you if they want to keep you. And they put forth a lot of effort, and I'm not even Shannon. I'm like, no, they was, you know, past contract. We still talking, still getting paid, still building stuff, still talking through stuff. Like, I'm like, so I'm like, yours is I was like, I don't know. And you way bigger than me. So I was like, uh, you ain't lying to me, but I ain't going to be calling you no liar. So that's how that started off. And then Stephen A. Smith kind of now is pushing that back. He says, here's some quotes to give you some real clarity on the situation. He says, I'm telling you, he was pushed out. It's fact. They can deny it. I can promise you that he was pushed out. Okay. So now you start looking back and you remember that last episode, how emotional Shannon was. And at that time, I thought Skip, people were saying Skip was being emotional. I was like, I don't see it, but whatever. Um, I see somebody who's like, thank you for your services. You were cool, man. Holla at you when I see you. But Shannon was like, you know, really like, you know why? Because he didn't want that to happen. You know what anger is? And he wasn't angry, but this is like the deeper emotions, right? Angry, frustration, etc. Like frustration is here, then angry is another level. It's having to accept the reality that you don't desire. That's where the anger comes from, right? You get mad because this ain't what I want, right? And then you get emotional because this is not what I want. And that's what we saw on full display, right? So they both expressed their appreciation for each other, but it was different levels of emotions. Now you can see behind the scenes what was going on, some of the pushback and the force out, pushed out, according to Stephen A. Smith, that makes that all crystallized for us, right? And then here's another part of it, another quote from Stephen A. He says, but then again, that's his story to tell. But I'm telling you what I know, and I'm giving you facts. I saw me 
from the standpoint of I was let go in 2009 and left for dead. Hopefully, Shannon Sharp will detail what really went down soon. Mm -mm -mm. I tell you all the time, man, I'm not a hater. I just tell the truth too early, and I always will to tell the truth. So if it's too early, it's too early. Um, you haven't got me in any trouble. Nobody hates me. And if they do hate me, I don't notice and don't care or don't recognize it much because I don't hate. I can't, you know, you can't mix me with hate and then say that I'm feeling love, right? Because then I got some hate in me, right? But I don't hate on anybody. I just tell the truth too early. Um, in this situation, uh, I didn't want to fully go there because I didn't fully get the story from those involved. Now, I have talked to people involved in this story, absolutely. Um, but I, I felt that they were speaking, they were speaking in chunks. They were speaking in parcel, in pieces. They were speaking in slices, not the whole loaf. And I was gonna allow them to serve it up the way that they wanted to serve it up because I got to protect the guilty. Um, but it's getting there. You can see it. it's coming. It's coming now because Stephen A is even, <laughs> I think working with Shannon, Stephen A, like, hey man, just, just let it go, dog. Just tell them how it is, you know, and whatever that may be. Now, let me tell you the how and why of this situation because I am privy to some of this knowledge. Uh, how and why did this go down? They come to Shannon. This isn't working out. Now, I know how these conversations go. This isn't working out. You guys don't seem to be getting along on air as much and as, as you used to. Then all of a sudden, it's, well, the chemistry looks affected right now. You guys don't like each other as much, we're thinking. Now, you can be like, what? What do you mean? Like, that's my dog. I ain't tripping. We don't agree on everything. We don't disagree on everything. It is what it is, right? And then... Because they already have the end in mind. They already know what they want. They already know what they desire. Uh, there's nothing you can really say to change that narrative. Because they will only come to you with that narrative when they already know how they want this to go down. So you think about this situation and you look at it and you're like, ah, there's nothing you can say to change this outcome. And that's how they came at Shannon. They came at Shannon just like that. What do they have as evidence? What do they have as ammunition and receipts? Uh, Damar Hamlin's situation, missing work the next day. And, you know, at that time, I think Shannon may have felt that that was a flex. Like, dog, I don't feel this. Twitter streets are running wild. Skip, oh my God, what are you doing? And writing those tweets, those are so insensitive. I ain't going to work. This is my show too. I ain't going to work. And I swear to y'all, Without knowing, but I swear to y'all, that was the moment that Skip was like, oh, he ain't coming to work. We can agree or disagree. You're not coming to work. Why are you not coming to work? Why you feel so fully loaded, so emotional? Oh, because it happened to your brother and he was paralyzed on the field for a moment. I hear you. Or as Skip has said many a times on air, or is it because you be listening to that Twitter, as he used to say, you're listening to your Twitter. And that Twitter got you gassed up thinking that you something that you not or feeling something that you ain't. I swear that was the moment. That's my conjecture, but that's what I believe. So Shannon does the flex like this is my show too. And Skip was like, he ain't coming to work. So then you can go upstairs and now upstairs ain't even tripping. Upstairs is not even caring about this stuff. Long the ratings are good. Y'all out there doing what y'all do. Who cheer? Oh, you got it. Oh, you didn't come to work. 
Okay, well, we understand that, Shannon. Oh, line two, Skip is like, oh, he ain't coming to work because of a, my tweets, a disagreement? Y'all gonna allow that? And they already on Skip's side because Skip helped FS1 become FS1. He was day one. Nobody, him is Colin, day one. <sighs> and that flex went sour. You got the Tom Brady incident. All of a sudden, you can see Skip. Now, this is why probably Skip is like super flexing. Got the Tom Brady incident because he's like, dog, I'm in the workings of getting you out of here, right? Uh, Memphis Lakers incident. Timeline all over the place, but these are the things that stick out. Kwame Brown. Kwame putting fire to these cats and lighting them up. Skip, like I told you, I told you this is not going to go well. This ain't it. In all those situations. So then next thing you know, boom. You got a moment where upstairs and Skip make it two versus one. And those two are more powerful than you on this show. So what do they do? They come to Shannon. Here's a buyout. We'll pay you to a degree. I don't know to what degree. Maybe 100%. But we'll pay you to go away. And in the process of paying you to go away, guess what we'll do? We'll hook you up. And I told y'all this. Because I know how they do their podcasts over there. They have ownership of them. We'll give you Club Shay Shay. Now, what you going to give us? Don't you say anything about this. Well, it's going to be interesting. Because now Stephen A. is applying that pressure to say something about this. Ah, but now you see. They talk about it on first take. Like, you know, they just say, hey, the other show. They talk about Skip. Whatever. They ain't tripping. They laughing it off. Undisputed FS1, they scrub out Shannon. Shannon is not a part of this show. Re-airs. Richard Sherman, you say Shannon's name in, in the live taping? <laughs> Guess what's going to happen when we re-air? He gone. It's going to be interesting. So we got some stuff here. Shannon conceded some things and received some things. In any counter, in any negotiation, you give and you get. What did he get? He got paid to go away. What did he get? He also got Club Shay Shay. What did he give? That's going to be interesting to see what happens. So how do y'all think this all played out, man? Do y'all, like Stephen A. said, he got pushed out. Um, do you agree? Could Stephen A. be wrong? Could I be wrong? Could everybody be reading the tea leaves wrong or what? And also, mm, what do you think about this decision to share or not to share all the details of this from Shannon Sharp? What do you think this does to his public image? And what do you think this does to his career in terms of going forward? Like Shannon obviously is keeping this close to the vest, but obviously <laughs> we see something, we smell something, we know something. Is he going to tell us everything? Tell me what you guys think in these comments, man. Uh, you guys been following this in, in detail with me. I've been saying this is how this is going to play out, how it's going to go. We'll see how far Shannon goes with it. Oh, man. Projecttransition.org. Leave your email. That's it. Leave your email. Just scroll all the way down. First of all, check out the work we're doing in the community. Then get to the bottom line. I'm going to leave my email. I like Marcellus. I support this foundation. I support what they're doing in the community. Or leave a donation. Recurring donations are the best. And we know you support the community. Support these kids who are developing their inner power so they can put it on display for the world to see. Amplify it, right? That's what we're doing over here at Project Transition. All right, let's talk about what they're doing in the UFC because y'all saw UFC 293. We saw where Sean Strickland beat Israel Adesanya. Come on, big dog. That's 
two losses in the last three. I digress. Um, they broke gate records uh, for an indoor event in the continent of Australia. So they out there killing it. UFC is still going strong. But John McDessey, uh fought at that UFC, but put his check, his paycheck on display. Y'all want to look at his paycheck? Okay, let's talk about it. We know the deductions. Everybody get a paycheck and we say, damn, half of it gone on these deductions, right? So he faced some significant deductions from his potential purse. Uh, that include the airfare for his corner men. <laughs> oh, y'all, oh, Australia. I don't give a damn if it's coach. I don't care if you're in the bathroom going to Australia, it's gonna cost. <laughs> Event-based medical expenses, visa fee, 45% foreign federal tax for fighting in Australia. So his total deductions and taxes amounted to 29000 plus out of a potential purse of $58,000, which is over half of his gross show purse. Now, that's before you talk about the management fees, agent fees, post-fight medical expenses, etc. So you're really fighting and you're probably bringing home 30 20, 30% of it, <sighs> probably 30%, but God don't. All right, so all this stuff adds up to what the conversation's always been about the UFC in particular, right? How do you address the financial challenges these fighters face? All right, and it's an inherent part of this sports model and its structure, like it's just been a part of it. We've seen everybody from John Jones on down talk about, and some guys just defunct, just, just leave because they're like, the money is not here. And I'm not here to say, oh, y'all should pay them more or not, because look, it's a choice. <laughs> you do not have to fight in the UFC. You can work anywhere. You can't go to McDonald's tomorrow. That's all y'all paying is $15 an hour. Like, okay, Burger King right there, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I get that part. I am still a common man in terms of understanding that. Sometimes cats be getting real out of character. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, we talk about the WNBA all the time. I report it. I give you my opinion, but look, nobody told you you got to play basketball professionally if you don't like it. But it's unfair if you say, damn, you're giving them a whole year and how much you make? Mm. Compare. What's the fairness? There is another model just like it. The only difference is they get way, way, way more than you, right? And you're like, ain't we got the same stuff going on? Kind of like, yo. So that's where you start seeing it uneven. In this situation, what do you compare UFC to? Boxing? I guess you could say that. But combat sports has always and will always grab the lowest rung in terms of participants. Yes, they will grab the lowest rung of participants in terms of their choices. Basically, there's an athletic pyramid. In my belief, everyone in this world wants to be a basketball player. <laughs> Start at the top. Can't be a basketball player? Okay, I'm going to fall down. Football player, right? And if you can't be a football player, then you fall down. You say baseball player. Can't be a baseball player? Then you get into a baseball player. I think baseball player, golfer, tennis, same level. Why are they lower than football and basketball? Simple. The money at the top in basketball with the amount of time necessary to get that money is why basketball is at the top. Not only is it just the greatest display of athleticism, you know, like you got to be an athlete play basketball. I don't give a damn. What you talking about? You don't have to be that same athlete to play all positions in football. But in basketball, yeah, you better be an athlete. No, right. Even y'all, like, ah, oh, Jokic is not an athlete. Seven feet that can actually get up and down the court and shoot three pointers that can move laterally. 
seven feet again now. Remember that part. <laughs> like he ain't six one. He's seven feet. He can move a little enough. So I call that an athlete. But it's basically how much I get paid and how much I got to work for it. Oh, see, this is why football comes in there because football players get paid a lot of money now. How many? 17 weeks? Hmm. Interesting. Baseball, 162 games. Good Lord. <laughs> Golf, um, when do they have an offseason? They don't. They live in uh, RVs and private jets. Tennis, same thing. Oh, I'm in Australia. No, I'm in France. No, I'm in the U.S. Mm -hmm. That sounds great until you got to do it. <laughs> Wear your ass out, right? But it's still lucrative. All of them are lucrative. All of these are great. But what's up with the UFC not being as lucrative, right? In terms of these guys getting the money. So you go to set records, record-breaking fight, and then all of a sudden you won. And then you look at your check. Doesn't feel like you're winning. And that's the conversation. So everyone always says unionize it. Everyone always says yeah, just put a union together, but it's easier said than done to put a union together and then have a union that is respected by the opposing side in this situation, UFC brass. Why? Because for a union to be effective, for it to exercise its strength, what does it have to do? It needs a war chest. Without a war chest, it won't happen. So if you ain't got enough money to fight me, what's, how you flexing? Yeah, I hear you. If I don't want to agree with you, if I don't want to do that, guess what I'm saying? Man, move. Just, what you going to do? How you going to enforce it? Right? Just like in real life. You and I got an issue. How do I enforce it? I sue you, right? But if you got so much money, you just drag it out in courts, how am I going to win? Good luck. And in this situation, it's on your own volition. No one told you to sign up for UFC. So I can see both sides of this situation. So it's interesting because combat sports grabs participants the dirtiest of the dirt, you know, the dirtiest, like the lowest, like everybody I know growing up, like oof, they all tried to go basketball, then football, then all right, let me try some baseball. No, nobody walked into like, where the boxing gym at, dog? <laughs> Nobody's like, hey, we didn't even have UFC when I was growing up like that, but still, hey, look where that wrestling mat, where the jujitsu mixed up martial arts? Nobody doing that. And then when you do that, ah, they got you. Because, you know, they know you have very few, if no choices left. This is what you're doing. This is how you're going to get your money, your, your heyday. And then you're trying to get your payday and your heyday. And they're like, no way. Like, you're going to get what we give you. And I just don't see a way out. I'm trying to give a real way. You guys tell me if you see a way out. Because I see the financial challenges all laced in this dynamic. So... Think about it. What do you suggest as a fix if there is a fix? And are there consequences to this? Are they just going to keep saying next man up, next woman up? You know, that's one way the UFC deals with it. You don't like it? Okay, that's... We're not forcing us. We're not forcing our league on you. You don't have to do it. Are they just going to keep saying next man up? Or is there going to be a way where there's going to be a huge pay bump? Because as much as I want to feel bad for them, I'm also like you raise your hand to do that, knowing what that gives you in return so it's gonna be interesting to see what the ufc does especially with this merger with now you got the wwe and ufc together will that add to what these players and what these contestants are getting so beat that up in the comments let me know if there's a fix if not there's no fix just don't do it then if you don't do it what are you going to do all right let's phone up some comments y'all phone up some comments yeah get this going all right let's get this crack a lack of what we talked about yesterday rg3 mm. The epitome of pure 
narcissism. RG3 could have just said verbatim that Zach Wilson was their option, but he didn't say that at all. No one made up those rumors. Even ESPN labeled the video as RG3 putting his name out there. Mmm, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, when I read the story and I was talking about it, even I was like, RG3, one, why you care about this dude retweeting a video about you like that? Two, he's retweeting what you said, even though they chopped it up. So I, that's why I understood. It's like, maybe they took you out of context. But three, hey man, <laughs> you can explicitly say stuff. That's why I don't care. When people be coming to me like, dog, do you, you said that? You said that on that, that subject? I'm like, yeah. You're not scared of what they're going to say about it? I was like, why am I scared? I, I believe it. You know, so I think RG3 really wanted to kind of like dance around the fact that he kind of wanted to be considered, maybe not realistically, but just egotistically. <laughs> like, just think about me. And they, somebody thought about you. They cut you up and they put you out there for them tweets. Uh, Zach Wilson is going to either sink or swim now. You think? Imagine waking up and you're Zach Wilson. Who do you play this weekend? Dallas Cowboys. How they look last weekend? Unbeatable. <laughs> Best defense ever, right? Zach, here's my advice to Zach. Stop being so damn nice, bro. Like, you know, and I'm not talking about nice like in interviews and all that. He seemed like a really cool dude. Stop being so nice on that field. Get that dog out of here. I tell all my kids all the time. Look, be their friends before and after the game. During the game, um, be nice by beating their butt. <laughs> That's how you show how nice you are. Show your friends how much you care about whooping them. All right? They're going to be your friends after, and if not, they weren't your friends before. If it takes you to be nice to them. Zach, let that dog out, man. Start barking and biting out there. All right, here's another one. Fox blocking. Um, I'm a both sides of the coin person, too. I'll complain for five minutes about what so-and-so did and then say, but to their point, I just try to keep perspective because the odds are I'll see something sometime the same way they did. Hopefully I learn from the first time. It allows me to be more understanding of the other side's perspective before it happens. Saves a lot of arguments. Works amazing in understanding my wife. I tell you all the time, I'm the wrong dude if you're going to come to thinking it's absolute. I'm the wrong dude if you're going to come to talking about dog. It's only one side to the conversation. Dog, any argument you've ever been in, it ain't 100% you're right. It's 90 some percent sometimes, whatever percent it is, the other side has something to offer. Stop thinking so narcissistically that you got all the answers. So that's why I talk in this way. I talk in a balanced approach with perspective because it's not that difficult. The only time he left was in free agency. That must be the time he's talking about because anything else, he was either cut or let go. That's Fox blocking right there. Yep. Be real. All right, and we got a uh, turf versus grass. I remember back in 2000, I went down to the field at the old Veterans Stadium to walk on it. The surface was terrible. I'm glad that turf fields have come a long way since then. Very, very different right now. A long way. I don't even think about those. Or Astro turf. Nah, this thing is soft grass blades. I got turf in my house. Let me play on that thing. Soft glass blades. Oh, I got the little black pebbles, though, in there, whatever that is. Um, but the point is, it's come a long way from there. Only reason I would like to see grass is to see players get dirty. Just adds another cool visual to the game. I give you that. Or we could make turf, spray paint the turf with some, some brown. <laughs> and then it just rubs off on the players' uniform. I don't know. Doesn't the NFL preach that player safety is number one? Why not just let the players just have this one? From a public perception standpoint, you will win, and that does have value. Well, yeah, the, but all the players don't want grass. I don't. If they ask me, I'll be the only one. Look, we have 2,000, yes. Anyone else? No. <laughs> Marcellus Wiley, no. I don't want no damn grass. Grass, 
Grass gets chopped up, turns to dirt fast. You got divots everywhere. It's never even. Uh, it's soft and spongy. <laughs> Miss me. To me, it's simple. I'm gonna get hurt on grass. I'm gonna get hurt on turf. I get hurt more on grass than I mean more on turf than I do on grass. Okay, I hear you. But I play way better on turf than I do on grass. So therefore, performance matters more than this injury rate bump. You're gonna get in injury rate bump makes no sense to me. Why? Because I'm going to get hurt regardless of the injury rate bump. <laughs> but can I play better so I can get paid better? So even when I'm getting hurt like Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm still making $38 million hurt. You don't get $38 million if you don't play well. So I want to play the best, have the best opportunity, best support, best situation to go out there and do it. Achilles heartbreak. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he'll be back. Won't be the same partly due to age. However, we'll see him on the field again. Yeah, mobility may suffer a little bit. I don't know. Um, Dan Marino got the Achilles, but he couldn't move before the Achilles. But Aaron Rodgers couldn't move. He wasn't moving as much. Just makes his other senses heightened. He's going to be a better quarterback in terms of awareness because he won't be the same maybe in terms of mobility. But the way these cats are responding to Achilles now, go where Kevin Durant went. I know they online one together. You'll be just fine. He just ain't got no foot no more. Oh, man, I ain't. Why not read that? It's <laughs> so stupid out here. All right, y'all know how we finish every show with a Wileyism. Wileyism, yeah. <clears throat> you lie to me, you die to me. Straight up. You lie to me, you die to me. And I've lied a lot of times in my life. <laughs> and it's crazy, but when someone lies to you, they do die to you. You know why? That trust is a lifeline. Here's how trust is to me. You ever been driving on the street and you're in a far left lane, fast lane, let's just say, but on the street, not a highway. And you look right next to you in the next lane over is somebody going to the exact place where you just left, same direction you just left, right? So we're doing this, right? And you look and you know what trust is? The fact that they're going to stay in their lane. The fact that I'm going to stay in my lane. And there's this unwritten, unspoken trust. You stay over there because you flying this way 55 miles an hour. I stay in this lane going this way 55 miles an hour. It's going fast on the street, right? So then what happens when that's broken? When that trust is broken? <sighs> Same thing to me with lying. Like I remember Andre 3000 said, two things I hate, lies and thieves that make my blood boil. Boa constricted around my soul that they coil. When you lie to somebody, dog, they just don't trust you're going to stay in that lane no more. And then look how that's going to affect how they roll, how they drive, how you roll, how you drive. Because imagine if you don't know if that person is just going to do what they do. So much of our world's existence is built on just a basic unspoken trust. And when that's violated, mm-mm-mm. You're dead, bro. <laughs> you may be on life support. You may try to resuscitate. You may try, but you did. You got to do so much to revive that relationship, revive so much to so stop lying. Now, why don't we stop lying? Because we don't like the outcomes. Like I, This lie may avoid that. That, uh, that quick little white lie may avoid me crashing. That's why we lie. We lie because we're like, dog, if I, if I just keep riding, if I keep telling them, if I did the real, bow, it's a wrap. So you get into that situation, but we got to get into a place where we keep our trust. So... Remember out there, man, listening to people now, no one's perfect, but you lie to me, 
you died in me. And I don't want you to die to me. But I've been in situations before where people have lied to me. Matter of fact, on this show today, <laughs> it's crazy. Man, talking through situations where you know people have lied to you. And you're like, why are you lying, dog? Why you ain't even keeping it real? Come on, man. I'm going to let you tell it. But why are you lying to me? Like, I don't need this. So that's how the game goes. So just keep the trust going between all of us, right? And let's just keep it as honest as possible. Because if you lie to me, you die to me. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.